You're listening to the We Talk Seahawks podcast, a podcast brought to you by Seahawks UK. Stay tuned to our weekly episodes for pre-game and post-game shows, as well as fun and engaging discussions, and hopefully some special guest interviews along the way. Thank you for listening, stay tuned, and go Hawks! Ladies and gentlemen, Seahawks and football fans everywhere, a very warm welcome back to the We Talk Seahawks podcast. I'm your host, James, as always. With me today, I have Pietro. Pietro, how are you, mate? I'm good, thanks, mate. Good, good. Also, I've got Matt. How are you, mate? I'm very well, thanks. Yourself? Spot on. Yeah, I'm not too bad, mate. Not too bad. Enjoyed the Super Bowl and sort of missing missing football on Sundays. Now it's creeping up on us as to how long the off-season is and Sundays aren't the same without red zone and football. So a little bit bored. Um, missing football, but it's off-season. It's it's. It's draft time nearly and we'll have things to look forward to in the very near future. Um, tonight's episode, or today's episode, whenever you're listening to us, um, is going to be a Russell Wilson sort of special um, because if you've listened to any of our podcasts before, we, we, we can tend to go down a bit of a rabbit hole and ramble on and keep you for far too long. Um, so we've thought, we've put our heads together a little bit before we've, before we've recorded this episode and we're going to make this a Russell Wilson special. We're going to just focus on the main man himself. Obviously, all the news in the media in the past week or so that Russell might potentially um, be getting traded and, and he's finally speaking up and he's not happy with his current situation and all, the, all this stuff going on in the media. Um, so we thought it's worth its own podcast uh, by itself. So we're going to talk about the big man and we're going to get into it straight away. Um, and we'll, we'll start with myself and my opinion on Russ and then we'll go around the room and we'll sort of have a bit of a back and forth. And So for me, Russ, I, I think it's been a, a blown out proportion a little bit in some sense. Not all of it has been blown out proportion. Um, I think Russell Wilson is, is certainly upset. He's certainly disappointed in the Seahawks as an organisation. Um, in the sense that they're still not giving him what he wants in terms of an offensive line, which he's been asking for since the day he's been drafted, really. Um, I think he's just sort of finally grown a pair and gone public with it a little bit just to try and force the organisation's hand. Um, He's just come out and said, look, I need you to get me some guys who are going to prevent me from being the most sacked quarterback every single year. And I think he's well in his rights to do that. Like I say, he's constantly on the floor, and, and the more times he's been sacked, I know it's obvious, but the more times he's been sacked, the more times he's out the plane on the floor, that the less time we get as Russell Wilson being one of the best, if not the best quarterback in the NFL on his day. And, you know, it, the, the the two seasons that the Seahawks had a decent offensive line in front of him, still not a, an amazing one or, or a, you know, best in the league by any stretch of the imagination, but just a solid one that could keep him sort of, you know, upright and in the pocket long enough to make plays. We we win a Super Bowl and obviously we should have won another one. And I think all he's saying is, look, you know, and, and that was when Russell Wilson was, you know, fresh-faced, you know, young and, and just entered the league in, in his first few seasons. And he's just saying, look, you know, I did that then with a, with a decent offensive line. I'm in the prime of my career now. I was playing at an MVP level for the first half of last season. You know, I've shown that I'm still, and you know, one of the best, if not the best, in the league. It's just, just give me the, just give me some guys, find me some guys, whether it's in free agency or the draft, who'll allow me to be that. I've got offensive weapons in DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. You know, 
and, and then run it. You know, he's got a decent standard of running backs in front of him as well. He's got one or two tight ends who can play. You know, he's he's got all he needs apart from a couple of offensive linemen. I think Damian Lewis is a is a plug in at right guard. He's going to be an All Pro, in my opinion, down the line. Um, Ethan Porsick has shown in flashes that he can play, but you know, he, he like most of the offense regressed in the second half of the season. Damian, uh, not Damian Lewis, Brandon Shell even was was pretty solid at right tackle. Dwayne Brown was a beast at left tackle. But it's getting old and you're going to have to replace him anywhere from, you know, one year to, to four years down the line. You're going to have to look to replace him. Um, it was only Mikey Party at left guard that was really, really poor for the whole of the season, in my opinion. So it, it's not like you need to overhaul the entire offensive line. It, it's one or two spots that you're going to have to address immediately. And like I say, at left tackle going forward in the next couple of years with Dwayne, 34 now. Um it, it's fine in them positions, and if you get him some upgrades on that offensive line, I don't see why Russ, with the offensive weapons he has, can can't get us back to the Super Bowl and competing for championships again. Um, and I think that's all he's sort of coming out to the press and saying. Really, he's saying, "Look, you know, I'm not happy. This is why I'm not happy. This is what my team, this is what my organisation need to do in order to make me happy again, to make me play my best football again." Just, just do it, and I think he's. I think Russell Wilson is is more than within his right, and has more than earned the sort of right to come out and say that and make and go public with it. Because let's be frank, without Russell Wilson, who are the Seattle Seahawks? They're obviously, great fan base, great stadium, you know. But before Russell Wilson came, one Super Bowl appearance, the rest of the years, sort of, you know, just mediocrity sort of a, a a bit like a team like who the Detroit Lions are at the minute they're just in the NFL to make up the numbers that that's all the Seahawks were really before Russell Wilson yes they had one or two decent teams some very good players and Hall of Fame guys but in in a, in a team sense just that one Super Bowl appearance against the Steelers that they probably should have won and the refs were dodgy and all that but that's a topic for a different discussion um and 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 that's all the Seahawks were and then Russell Wilson comes and you know, it's it's this. This is why. You know, would I be a fan of the Seahawks without Russell Wilson here? Possibly not, because you know, see, Russell Wilson just transcended the the global reach of, of of the Seahawks and and even the national reach in America of the Seahawks. He really put the Seahawks on the map, and you know, he's not just some you know backup sort of or you know rookie quarterback who's you know just grown a voice and sort of demanding things left, right and centre and he doesn't really have the you know the right to be doing that. He is a top, top player. He's a champion and he's and he's you know the franchise's best player and by you know by a country margin. So for me he's this has been a blown out proportion a little bit. Some of it is hasn't been blown out proportion. Russell wants help. He wants the organization to go out and get the things he needs for him to be successful. And in an ideal world, he plays for the Seahawks until he retires. I don't think in an ideal world he, he wants to be anywhere else other than the Seahawks. But for me, if it comes down to legacy or loyalty, Russ is going to pick legacy, legacy every day of the week and I can't hold anything against him for that. So for me, he's here for us this season. He played a big part in hiring Shane Waldron and... If it doesn't go right for him this season, if the Seahawks are still reluctant and fail to give him protection and what he needs to to win again, you know, win it all with the Seahawks again, um, I think then 
the trade rumours and and all that will will be sort of warranted and 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 will definitely sort of be true because I think then Russell will put his legacy over his his career with with Seattle. Um, so we'll go to you first, uh, Pez. And obviously talking a little bit beforehand and and sort of before we came on air and and going back and forth a little bit, I think you're more in the camp of you know there is a lot of smoke to this fire and that you are sort of more in the side that Russell Wilson possibly you know that we should be reading into this you know as as much as we are let's get your opinion on it mate what do you think yeah uh, at first I was with you I, I just thought you could tell the media's bored like yeah <laughs> you could you could tell the media just have uh, got a bit of a something juicy and they ran with it and just like let their brains go wild and write whatever they want yeah but the more it's gone on and the more uncharacteristic Russ is. Mm-hmm. Like, he went on, he did, I think Super Bowl week, he did like four or five interviews. He did, yeah, he did. But, well, he does a lot of interviews around Super Bowl because he is, like you said, his profile is so big now. Yeah. In and out of football. But, it's almost like he wanted to do them. Yeah. It's almost like, yeah. It's like he wanted to air it off his chest and he's never been like that. He's always been for the team. And now he's like, well, nah, I've had enough of that. I'm done now. And it's when, like, Jack Heaps... No, it's Jay Keeps. Jay Keeps, yeah. Jay Keeps, who's a really good source when it comes to Seattle. And mm-hmm. if I'm right, he, like, works with Russ. He does, yeah. And then you've got... Um, Colin Coward, who people's opinion of him are very varied, but when it comes to Russ, he always seems to be bang on his money. Mm-hmm. With so I've heard, I've I've read that apparently he's got sources in uh, the Russell Wilson camp, shall we say? Yeah. When they're coming out and say, yeah, he's definitely frustrated. He's like, he's at the point of breaking point. Yeah. Then I think there is a there is fire with his smoke in my opinion, when you start seeing them people come out and backing up the fact that he's pissed off. Yeah. And it, do you know what? It could still be like you said, it simply is. He's just trying to make his point because he's, he's talked about legacy mm-hmm. and he's talked about like how, who he wants to be, like how he wants to be remembered when he finishes. Yeah. And I do look at it and just think, Last year he chucked out the he chucked out for me last year he chucked out the smoke. Mm-hmm. In Green Bay, Pete Carroll said one thing and Russ said completely different. And I think people just overlooked it. Yeah. No attention. And then this season has just now he's lit now he's lit it. So now that fire's come now. Like he's like, I've had enough. Like yeah. and for me personally, like we spoke about just before we came on. For me, I think it's like I said in the podcast after the Rams game when I went off of Pete Carroll. It's not the fact that I don't like Pete Carroll, like, and I don't believe yeah. that he'd be able to make the changes. Like, I'd, like he's not a bad coach, mm-hmm. but like I said, he's stubbornly arrogant. He likes it his way. He's got far too much control as a head coach in an organization, and he just doesn't want to 
relinquish any power whatsoever. And like you said, Russ is not that rookie quarterback anymore who you can do rookie things with. Yeah. Like he doesn't have Marshawn Lynch anymore. It's like, oh, young kid, just pass it off to just pass it off to mm-hmm. the beast. Let him do all the work, and then we'll we'll chuck a few passes your way. It doesn't work like that anymore because he's looking at the period of his career. He's looking at your Rodgers, your Brady's. Um, who else have we got around that? Well, Mahomes already, isn't it? You know, Big Mahomes ben. has already won a Super Bowl, and he it, wants to get back to that level, doesn't he? Yeah, he's he's mentioned the Chiefs and Mahomes a lot because that's who he that's how he I think believes. Yeah. Like, if he went to the Chiefs and the Mahomes, say, got injured and retired and he went to the Chiefs, you wouldn't see any drop-off because no. he fits into that Chiefs team mm-hmm. like a glove. And, like, yeah, he needs a new old line and, yeah, the sack numbers and this and that. But I don't think it's to do with that. I think the main issue is I just think he's had enough of Pete. Yeah. Like, you got to look at it. Rookie season. He, he does unbelievable things. Like every single year, he's breaking QB records mm-hmm. over and over and over again. Like the 20 million thousand records the NFL keeps for some stupid reason. And he breaks them all. Mm-hmm. But LOB, LOB, LOB. And this isn't dissing the LOB or anything like that. It's just, I'm looking at it from Russell Wilson's eyes. So all that period... I'm happy. I'm winning Super Bowls. I've gone back-to-back Super Bowls. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a champ. Yeah, sick. I'm happy with this. Give the praise to whoever you want. I don't care. Yeah. And then, after over and over and over again, the old lines are just trash. And it's yeah. almost like it's almost like Pete Carroll hates him. <laughs> I suppose, yeah. It's like I am going to put the least draft capital and the least money into an old line because I've got Russell Wilson. He's not doing a very good job of proving that he likes him, is he? Exactly. It's almost yeah. like he wants to kill him. Yeah. It's, it's almost like he's like, this year I'm going to break him. This year, this year's the year I'm going to snap him in half <laughs> so I can get rid of him. Mm-hmm. I can get rid of him and then I can get, some, get, I can get a, a guy in who's just going to listen to me. Yeah. And yeah. For me, I think there is a lot of fire with it's a clash of heads now. Russ, Russ's ego's coming out now. And yeah. he's, he's rubbing certain people up the wrong way. Um, mm. Fans, anyway. Yeah. But I, I, I don't understand it because I've got a problem with Pete Carroll. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Russ isn't innocent completely. He brought a lot of the sacks and a lot of problems on himself. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, if you're a head coach in a team who you've had Russell Wilson all this time, all you need to do is go back to the Green Bay Championship game mm-hmm. and you will see how Russell Wilson plays football. Yeah. And if you can't look at that and go, right, this guy needs a good old line because he hangs on to the ball too much because he's so competitive, he believes that throwing away throwing away the football is just a, is just a waste. There's always a play yeah. out there. There's always a play. Like he said, always a play, always a, always a play. Mm-hmm. So... It just baffles me that Pete Carroll's not been able to go. I need to keep a consistent good old line in front of him. Yeah. Because he'll kill himself. I think I think you're right. I think it's Pete Carroll, with how old he is now, 
it's it's once this Seahawks contract's finished, he's done, isn't he? He's not gonna he's not gonna you know still you know coach if it. Say if he, he he stays these five years, he's retiring after these five years. In the space of these next five years, he is not gonna have a better quarterback than Russell Wilson. He is not gonna have many more offensive weapons than he does now that are going to be better than DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, etc., etc. Like if he if he has any ambition and wants to you know leave even more of a legacy in Seattle and the NFL in general, like surely you would put all your eggs into this Russell Wilson basket for the next five years, get him the offensive line, get him any more weapons he wants, and just and just try and 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 win a couple of Super Bowls before you retire, like. And, and it, it interests me, like, so obviously when you're saying about uh, Russell and, and, and Pete sort of going at it a bit possibly and, and falling out potentially, it was interesting how I think when Russell reacted to the Schottenheimer firing, when he came out and said, because obviously the, the reason cited for that was philosophical differences and, for, you know, philosophical reasons as to why they've gone the separate ways, not necessarily what's happening on the field, more as like their, their mindsets and their, like say, their ph- philosophical beliefs. I'm starting to think, well, Russell was really shocked that Schottenheimer was fired and really sort of, you know, quite, I think he was really friendly with Schottenheimer. I'm starting to believe that Russell possibly shared these same philosophical things that Schottenheimer did, as opposed to the ones that Pete did, possibly. I don't know whether, I don't know what you think about that. Um, Yeah, I still don't believe if you put him up to a lie detector and said... (laughs) Did you want Schottenheimer? If that thing didn't start bleeping off that he was <laughs> laying his ass off, I'd be very surprised. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because agreed. last season showed that Schotten- I don't think Schottenheimer's a good enough play caller to be able to call plays for a, a quarterback like Russell Wilson. I just don't. Yeah. He, I just don't think he's that good, and I don't think Russ wanted him at the start. But I think. It was interesting that after last year, or was it the year before, Schottenheimer said that his wife gave him loads, saying, basically, you need to sort yourself out. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not good enough. You're not good enough. Sort it out. I think from yeah. that point, they may have clicked and gone, Shotty, Shotty may have been listening to Pete by that point and gone, actually, I'm going to I'm gonna jump over and I'm going to... Mm. I'm going to go and see what Russ has to offer. And he's going, actually, I can work with that. But Pete just yeah. has too much control. And here's an interesting one, me and my brother, because um, we saw there was a there was obviously a rumour, so we took this rumour out there, that <laughs> Russ did so badly at the back end of last season. Because like I said in the re- previous podcast, mm. it's very interesting to me that Russ can be amazing mm-hmm. for nine and a half years. And then yeah. all of a sudden, look like, name me a dog shit quarterback or anything. Like, because he was probably worse than them. Um, Tim Tebow. I actually, that's a bit harsh on Tim Tebow. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think now of the worst quarterback I can think of. Um, Johnny Manziel. Yes. Someone like that. No, but because Russ wasn't like, that bad, but he was like, if you just started watching NFL, you'd be like, Russell Wilson, I've heard his name, and he looks absolutely dog shit. Yeah. And people then, obviously, as they do, chucked a rumour out that apparent, like, they reckoned that he tried throwing the season. Well, he threw the season to try and force the organization's hand on Pete. Yeah. And him and Sh- so it'd be interesting to then go, 
did him and Shotty do that together? Mm-hmm. And then Ooh. obviously, it's it's clearly not though. That's an absolutely outrageous rumor. But yeah, I can see it, where you're going with if, it. If we're talking about the whole situation, if it's true what these people are saying, then it. Fuck knows it could be, but it's like it's like Coward Coward said was quoted saying, "Since the death of Paul Allen, yeah, Pete Carroll has unquestionable power." Absolutely. In my opinion, it is it's a lopsided franchise where the coach has too much power over the playbook, too much power over his quarterback, has too much power over the franchise, and too much power over John Snyder. And if it is right that Coward has the inside scoop on Russ's camp shall we say mm-hmm. then clearly that's the feelings what are coming from them and it's very true in my opinion like i i i am in the camp of pete should have gone three years ago if i was russell wilson i'm looking at him going i'm playing a defensive minded coach's offense mm-hmm. for the last five years and we just flopped our asses off he gave yeah. me he gave me six games and then went, nah, 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 I want it back now, I want it back. He's tried for five years to try and make this offense good. Mm-hmm. And what has happened every single playoff? The it's offense. Because of the offense, because of the offense, because of the offense, because of the offense, 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 offense. So, it, for me, that's why. It's a bit biased because, like, for me, it's not that I, I, I'd hate Pete. I just think yeah. he's that's what seems to be echoed now that Russ has just had enough. Yeah, definitely. He's just had enough and it's just like Pete is just trying to hang on for so long to a job. He just hires all these fall guys. Yeah. It's just like Aldrin's a new fall guy. Like he he said at first, he was Russ's pick. Now I listened to... um, Michael Dugard put a tweet out mm-hmm. what was very interesting going, people need to understand that that wasn't who Russ really wanted. Because if you said, Russ, who would you love to have as your OC? It would be Eric Bieniemy. It would be any explosive offense you have in the league. He'll be like, I want him here right now with me. Yeah. No, it wasn't the case of that. It was, I want a heads up on the OC job. And Pete's gone, here's five guys, pick who you want. <laughs> Yeah. Essentially, that's who it yeah. is. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. If I have Russell Wilson, yes yeah, so or what? If I'm stepping back, like, if if the fans are pissed with me and this, that, and the other, if I was him, I'd be fuming. I'd be pissed off. Mm-hmm. Like I'd be, f- I'd be raging. And then to top it off, everyone's like, "Well, Russell's getting paid thirty-five million, so he, if he wants all this, he should give some of his money up." Sorry, mate, but I'm playing someone else's playbook, someone else's offense. I'm not even playing my true game to show my true ability and potential. Mm-hmm. But don't worry about it. I'll give you, I'll, I'll give ten million up of my money. No, no. So, then they, can, so then they can go and buy a linebacker to please Ken Norton, and hope <laughs> hope that he miraculously fucking figures the code of defense. Yeah, no chance. I think that that's to ask him to pay, you know, to give up money if it like he's earned that money. Like like Russell Wilson is worth every bit of that 35 million so to ask him to give up or take a pay cut why why should why should russ take a pick russ isn't the problem we know russ isn't the problem he's proven he's not the problem it's it's the guys you know on that offensive line that we've talked about um 
Matt, you've heard what me and Pez have got to say. I'm interested to hear whether you think, I like say, I think there's maybe looking into it a little bit too much in terms of the trade rumours and everything. Um, what what do you think? What What's your opinion on this whole Russell Wilson scenario? And, and do you think we should be, do you think there's a lot of smoke with this fire or do you think it's it's being blown out proportion a little bit? Well, <laughs> you guys have just hit on something that <laughs> I was just about to say. And it's to do with money. As you said, Russell Wilson deserves to be paid Mm $35 every year. However, obviously in the NFL, we know there's a salary cap. We know we have to stick to... Your your players have to be within that budget. Mm -hmm. So why then between, what, 2001 and 2008, 18 has Tom Brady's highest paycheck been $19,750,000 and he's won six Super Bowl rings. Oh, don't do this to me, Matt. Don't do this to me. Mate, is, that all he, is that all he's been paid? Is that the well, highest? The highest single year earning for Tom Brady between for, for the years that they, they won Super Bowls. Yeah, mm. with $19,750,000. He's earned more. Uh, over the last two seasons, but even then, it's twenty three million and twenty eight million, which, yeah, it's nothing to shake uh, nothing to shake a stick at. But you know, thirty five million can you can you justify that for one player? I think I, I can see Pez's raising down in the chat. I'll just put my little input into it. Um, I think for me, the the NFL and salaries, and I think. Um, the sort of the, the the level of the rookies coming into the NFL, like guys like Patrick Mahomes and everything, the money, and it's like with, with our football, like transfer fees that we pay in our version of football is like astronomical now and they just keep going up every year, 200 million odd for these this player. And, you know, it just keeps going up as as, as seemingly the more people who run our, you know, these sports, the NFL and, and, our, and you know, our football, they seemingly just have more money every year, so therefore transfer fees and and you know wages get inflated. Um, and I just think it's it's sort of thirty five million is a lot. Don't get me wrong, um, but I think with the trend that the NFL and and you know what quarterbacks are being paid, it's just going up every every single year at the minute. Um, I think in a few years. Thirty-five million won't be as much as as how we view it at the minute. It'll be like you know you signed Russell Wilson for a contract extension for thirty-five million, and then you see because no doubt you'll see Patrick Mahomes in a couple of years get paid forty-five, fifty million. Maybe I'm, I'm in that ballpark. Um, so it, it it is a lot, and you know ideally we'd we'd love him to be on ninety million a year and and you know giving up more money to sort of you know get other guys in around him but um I, I, I don't think you can put a price on how valuable Russell Wilson is to this particular franchise I think yeah you know like it's you, you get a bit you get a lot more with Russell Wilson and obviously with Brady you know he's the he's the flagship boy of of the NFL for the past you know two decades but um I just think Russell Wilson is the most valuable thing is arguably more valuable than the Seahawks franchise in a way. Like Russell Wilson is the Seattle Seahawks, so 
you sort of pay 35 million for Russell Wilson to keep the sort of interest and the sort of um, global reach of the Seahawks alive with it, if you know what I mean in that sense. Um, Pez, do you have your say on that? Yeah, I just wanted to jump in and because uh, it's actually good you said that, Matt, because um, I remember seeing a stat that everyone says about Russ earning 35 mil and he should drop money. If he wants this, he should take a pay cut. And Rogers only gets paid 2 million less than Russ a year mm-hmm. and has one of the best all lines in the league. Interesting. Good point. And also, just to add with the Brady thing, I've read a few things about this, and my like my opinion of that is that I think Brady's happy to do that because I think he's been in the league that long now that one he understands that by him not taking too much, it can help the team out. But two, I think because he's been in the league so long, where it's essentially like you said, James, about our football it's like new money yeah Brady comes from old money mm-hmm. so it's almost like a humbling thing that he doesn't get too out of his box because he's so used to old money yeah if you know what I mean mm. so that, that, I just wanted to um, chuck that out to see what Matt thought um, it is yeah it's the thing is, with with Green Bay, you, you mean you mentioned Aaron Rodgers has got one of the best offensive lines. I mean, yeah, he's he good, but he has got. There are some holes in that Green Bay team, defensively and offensively. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's holes in every team, really. But yeah, the trouble. I mean, I, I'm going to use the Brady example again. Brady took pay cuts, arguably earned less than he should through contracts. Um, and built a great team around him, which obviously American football is a massive team game, mm-hmm. which I think that, you know, I think every, if you're a quarterback, you should go, okay, look, I'm earning my fair share. You, you want to get a fair, you have a fair contract, but at the same time, you don't want to jeopardize the team. That, I mean, it, it, it all depends on what their individual outlook on it is really. I mean, yeah, you're playing a high-risk sport where you're probably going to get hurt and hit quite a few times. But if you take less money, that you know that frees up some more cap space that you could spend on getting these higher-quality players in important positions. And I think that's that's going to be key to if we can get back to a Super Bowl would be that Russ, I think Russ would need to take a cut in, in pay. But honestly, I mean, that's, you know, what, what what do I know at the end of the day? But I think, I mean, you look at the first few years, he was, if I remember rightly, when we won, when we won the Super Bowl, I think he was still on his rookie contract. So he had a lot of money, you know, there was a lot more cap space that could be, utilized for players within within the defense and so the cap space that we saved uh when russ was on his rookie contract i mean obviously the qb is going to get paid more over time anyway mm-hmm. that's that's a no-brainer isn't it but um you know the the amount of money that was available for for other players 
you know you could you could spend so much money on a on a top tier offensive line you could make sure you know you could you could top pay top targets top top wide outs top tight ends running backs whatever you want basically with with those first two years or first however many years was the rookie is rookie contracts two years i think isn't it um so, rookie ones one year two year i think that i think it depends which uh which uh round you're going in the draft because yeah. i'm pretty sure first round it's like a f- it it's might like not four be four years isn't it yeah it's four years with an optional fifth yeah um, so, I think yeah, I, further back you go in the draft, doesn't it? The less they commit to you. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so yeah, I mean, you know, you look at the earnings that that Russ was making whilst we were, um, you know, whilst when we reached those two Super Bowls, um, and it was it was so much less, so much less. Yeah, I mean. You know, it was uh, 2012 to 2015. I've just got it on my phone now. It was, uh, you know, four years at $3 million. Yeah. Like, that's less than a tenth of what he's earning now. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, the, the trouble is, like I, I mean, I said earlier with this game, you know, players deserve the money they get paid. There's mm-hmm. no questions about it. You know, they, they do, they're basically big walking, talking, advertising boards. You yeah. know, they are responsible for the success of a franchise. But if you're if you're thinking about this as a team game, like I said, you'd do, you'd do a Brady, you know, you'd take less pay in order mm-hmm. to to help your team success and it's it's almost I mean, you know, every player that wants to go to the NFL, you know, as soon as they come out of college, you you just know that their ambition is to win the Lombardi. That's everyone, yeah. everyone's ambition. You know, mm-hmm. as soon as they start playing football at any age, you just know, you know, what do you want to do? You want to win that trophy. Mm-hmm. And the best way to do that, in my opinion, is either, you know, Russ is going to have to take a pay cut or they restructure his contract and free up some cap space because... Yeah. You know, we, you need mu- you need money to sign the best players. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. you know it's like those uh, stupid trivial version of it. But it's like you know, you see those posts on Instagram where it's like, make this team out of fifteen dollars or whatever. Yeah. You have you know, you yeah. have Patrick Mahomes valued at five dollars, mm-hmm. maybe Ryan Tannehill at three, and mm-hmm. someone in the middle at, on one dollar and something like that. And you've got to try and make the best team you can. You know. It's a trivial version, I know. It's completely no, I know where you're going. Yeah, completely different story in the NFL, but mm-hmm. you know, you you have to be prepared to make that sacrifice if you want to if you want to win the big one. That's you know, I think that's all there is to it. I mean, you know, I can imagine he's getting fed up, as you said um, earlier about you know Tom Brady was running Belichick's offense and. And um, Russ is running a, a Pete Carroll offense, and yeah, maybe players are getting fed up of playing the old school style. You know, there, yeah. there have been players that have that have gone out there and said, "Look, you know, we're fed up of playing an old school offense." Mm-hmm. But you know, I mean, you never heard Tom Brady say anything like that, as far as I remember. Um, but it's just. It's a tough one, really, because you know, 
he's going to want that much money if he's going to be running an offense that he doesn't enjoy. But yeah. you know what? What do you sacrifice? Do you sacrifice the extra cap space and have Russ in there, or do you sacrifice your head coach and have a complete change of philosophy? You know, there's there's a lot to it, and it's not. Sadly, it's not as simple as just plug and play someone else in there, really. Yeah. Pez, do you want to go, mate? Yeah. Um, what you said about Brady, like running Belichick's offense, with Brady, it was different, in my opinion, because in New England, Belichick built an offense around Brady. And so, effectively, even though Belichick called the plays and it was kind of his offense. It was all centered around Brady. So essentially Brady was, Brady got everything he wanted. So Brady got all the pieces he wanted and Belichick just made it work. That's what, in my opinion, makes Belichick a great coach because it might necessarily not be all the guys or pieces he wants, but he knows that's effective if his quarterback's happy and his quarterback's got what he needs. Yeah. Whereas, Russ, he's running Pete Carroll's offense, and we saw it this season. Pete Carroll went, go on then, Russ. You give it a go. He gave him six games. He hit a bump. When you pass heavy, as much as they did with, uh, in my opinion, inferior play caller in Shotty, it's bound to happen. But what has Russ shown us over the years? Russ has shown us over the years that he stank for two or three games if if Pete just stuck with it, he would have figured it out. Yeah. He would have figured it out. Russ would have been able if if Pete just went like for me, it's more wiser for Pete to go, do you know what I'll give it this season? You take the reins on offense. Mm-hmm. And then when it when it if it, the same thing transpired, then Russ has to get in his box. And then Russ has to start looking at if you're gonna start calling demands, then you've got to make the sacrifice for it because you've clearly shown that the way you want to do it, you can't sustain. Yeah. But he didn't. And it brings me back to my point of, it's almost like Pete Carroll's just trying to stay in a job for as long as he possibly can. I'm not disrespecting how good of a coach he is in this, that and the other, but like as many people have said, his philosophy is very dated. And mm-hmm. it's, it's like he's too stubborn to change his philosophy or maybe he's just too far down the line now to be willing to do that. And it's just like, nah, 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 I'm taking control. I'm doing everything because that's the way to secure my job. As backwards as it sounds because the way mm-hmm. he's been doing it over the last couple of years, he should have been gone. Yeah. But some people believe that just having a winning record and making the playoffs every single year and just making up the numbers. Mm-hmm. So essentially, it's like you said before, James, Seahawks used to be a just-make-up-the-numbers team in yeah. the league. Now mm. they're just a make-up-the-numbers team in the playoffs. And, <laughs> Pretty and, much, yeah. And, and, for me, and for me, that's shit. Oh, yeah. No, that's I want to win it all, yeah. That's worse than just, just not bothering going to the playoffs full stop. In a way, yeah. I can see what you mean, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, But I can see Matt wants uh, something to say. Yeah, do you want to go, Matt? Yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree with what you said about the different offences. I mean, you're saying that Belichick made Brady's offence, well, 
Brady made Belichick's offense work. You know, that worked both ways, you know. And, you know, as you said, where are, where Seattle's offense is just is arguably dated, I still, I mean, I, I'm, it's going to sound like a bit of a tenuous link. I can kind of relate to this from, from my playing experience. I mean, you know, there'll be times where I didn't necessarily agree with, with how our offensive schemed work, schemes worked and how our blocking schemes worked mm-hmm. and how we play games at, at, our, at the level I play at, which isn't very high, but yeah, that's, that's, that's another point for another day. Um, but at the same time, everyone on that team still gives it their all and they still make sacrifices for the team. So yeah. if Russ, if whoever doesn't like playing the offense they're in, you know, you're still playing in the NFL, which is the highest level of the sport that you've wanted to play for your whole life. Yeah. Which sounds like a strange way to look at it, but they're giving you a chance to play at this level. And, you know, you you should be... I mean, if you know, if it were my choice, I'd say, you know, I'm Mr. Quarterback and you've got, you know, you can have a choice. You can either have $20 million and top tier linemen who are going to protect you and allow you to do your job as best you can or you're going to have 35 million dollars and you're going to get beat up every game because you're constantly getting sacked because the protection's not good i think i know which one i'd rather have mm-hmm. and it's it's it'll be the 20 million no question but it's it's such a it's a difficult one because it depends which way the you know which way someone like Russ looks at the game. I mean, if he thinks, ah, oh, you know, I just want to, you know, I've I deserve to be paid this, and the mm-hmm. team can just sort of work with whatever they've got left. You know, yeah, that's fine. But at the same time, you know, he if you do it that way, then it'll be down to the other players to make up the numbers. You know. To, to make the sacrifices and take less you know lesser lesser contracts or yeah we just have worse players in each position you know it's it's one of those things where it could work two ways i mean you know you could have an amazing qb and a few standout players sounds mm-hmm. a bit familiar doesn't it um <laughs> Or you could have a team of just solid players in every position. Like, I mean, you look at arguably the Browns is a good mm-hmm. example of that. I mean, they've got they've got just good players in almost every position. Yeah, you know, they're not not all of them are world beaters. I mean, if you had a choice to take Jarvis Landry or DK Metcalf, well, I think most of us would say DK. Yeah, but you know, they've got players that are consistently performing and they're playing you know, exciting football week mm-hmm. in, week out. Whereas, you know, we've got, all right, you know, Seahawks have got their their big name players. Mm-hmm. I reckon we could have more if we had that, you know, if Russ's contract was restructured or if he, you know, said, look, I'm going to take less money to help benefit the team. So, so do you think, it's an interesting do you think one. teams, I'll, I'll put this to you, with you sort of bring up the salary aspect to it on a little yeah. bit of a side topic do you think it should be something that the nfl and that you know organizations should look uh, look at in the future in terms of we've got a salary cap for the entire team do you think 
they should look at a salary cap per position. Like you can spend, you know, they agree that each team can spend 30 million on the quarterback max. You get another 25, 30 million per your receivers. Per, do you think that would be something that they should look at in terms of allowing you to like spread your money more even, like evenly, like you're saying? I mean, in an ideal world, that would be the sensible thing to do. Yeah. But the amount of opposition from that, I reckon, would be absolutely absurd. Like, yeah. or it'd be, um, like, you know, you, I reckon if that happened, a lot of players would strike. Really? And they'd just say, well, if you're not going to pay us what we, what we deserve, then we're not going to play. Yeah. And I think that would cause a lot of issues. It it would it would be the best way to make the sport fair, yeah. But at the same time, there is something exciting about having a team that's got a top tier defense versus mm-hmm. someone that's got a top tier quarterback. Yeah. You know, sometimes that can be a, a great game to watch. But you know, it's it's a weird one. I think it should be down to the teams themselves and how they, yeah. you know, how they manage it. Because it's not it's not the NFL's problem if you know it's not the NFL's problem if the Seahawks spend too much on one player and like oh we can't afford someone valuable in that position yeah that, you know that's that's a that's an organisation problem that's mm-hmm. that's not nothing to do with with Roger Goodell and and that lot but yeah you know, it's it's an that's an interesting point I, I like I like the idea of it but mm-hmm. I can't see it being particularly practical unfortunately. No, me neither. Pez, do you want to go, mate? Uh, yeah, I think it's a good idea. That it's a bit like the MLS, because they have mm. the cap, and then but they have the potential outside of the cap to sign two star players. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. I don't know if it's changed. I don't really follow the MLS too much, but I remember hearing that you got the cap, and then you can sign two players. That's why all the all old school, big European guys went over there because they got off of ridiculous money and it worked. So to be quite honest, I understand what Matt's saying about how it probably would cause a strike because yeah, like it would disgruntle, it, it could potentially disgruntle other players from other positions, but then they've got to realise that the QB, the, the QB is the highest player on the team. Yeah. In most cases, so it would be actually very interesting if they basically said, "You've got your basically your QB is your star guy, mm-hmm. and then the cap is for the rest of the team," and that would make it. Would it make it? Would it make it unfair on the say the Jets? Yeah. Would it possibly. make would it make unfair on them teams who don't have the QB and then just say, well, I've got thirty million to pay a QB spare, so I just chuck yeah. thirty mil, and then you, your receivers are like, you're giving this guy thirty mil, he can't fucking throw a ball in an open field, let alone when he's got guys coming at him. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's an interesting one, but I, I, I'd lo- I'd love to see the concept. I'd love to see how that would work. I think it would pay dividends to us. Um, yeah. But then still, let's let's get it right. If the Seahawks had the opportunity to do that, they still wouldn't buy an offensive. No, they still wouldn't. <laughs> they still wouldn't bother. So it's like it goes back to the point of Russ taking a pay cut. 
so then they can go and get a cornerback. Yeah. Or they or can go tight end. Or they can go and get bloody Zach Hurts, who I think would just be the, just blows my mind why they'd even think it but mm-hmm. they do something stupid with it let's say it that way the, the track record if I was Russ and go alright I'll give you 10 mil yeah well, I'll give you 10 mil like going a bit off topic of what we we're saying but I'll give you 10 mil but you're not going to get me you're not going to use 10 mil in a whole line no oh no I would I, I would highly doubt they would spend it on the all line or in the Seahawks or get freaking give 10 mil and get Luke Keekley out of retirement or bring some absolute <laughs> shit house on the free agent market into 10 million you know pay oh, Greg Olsen 10 million get him back just to they get, they'll get Lacey back in it we'll get yeah. back. <laughs> it is 10 mil Russ is giving us 10 mil let's have him off clean Eddie Lacey fuck you know he could be a lineman he's that big Jesus, Jesus Christ, Christ. Yeah, he would be a better left guard than Mike Party was last season. That's not well. It is knocking Mike Party, but I haven't got anything against him. But he was awful last season. Um, Matt, do you want to go? Um, yeah, just want to well bring things back down to earth. Just then um, about what uh, you were saying, Pez, about having the QB as your star player and uh, dealing with the rest of the contracts that way uh, with with a, with a cap. Do you reckon that? I reckon that would cause, you know. That would cause a number of issues with regards to, you know, receivers, running backs, linemen, basically every defensive position because everyone will go, oh, well, I'm not going to be a star player then. So what's mm. the point in me even doing it? Mm. Yeah, That's the concern, isn't it? Like you'd have, you know, I mean, arguably the Rams star player is, well, it is, it's Aaron Donald, isn't it? Aaron Donald. But, you know, you can't. <laughs> It'd be weird because you'd have like yeah. the teams be going, oh yeah, this is our star player, but then all of a sudden you'd have someone else, you know, playing playing out of their skin for the season and being like, oh, he's actually quite good as well. So who is our star player? Do you know what I mean? It's um, yeah, it's odd. Yeah, just... and then you'd have how the draft would work as well because if you drafted a rookie QB, if you were, I don't know the Bengals or the you know Chargers as of last season, mm-hmm. and you've got. Joe Burrow, who's now your quote-unquote star player, you're not going to give him what 20, 30 million in his rookie year and then him actually become dreadful and then realise you've actually put 30 million into him. So it's, yeah. A, yeah. it's a strange one. Star player, I probably used the wrong phrase for that, but do you know, like... He's the face of the franchise. You know, like, yeah, yeah. In, a, in a way, he's like... you. I look at it and think, like... If you kept the QB separate, even if you class them as the star player, you then got to look at it and say, like, for example, the Seahawks right now. So you're looking at players like Jamal Adams, who wants to get paid, don't uh, Dunlap wants to get paid, and this person and that person. Are they really going to be that pissed that Russ is being called the star guy, even though in our case Russ is the star guy? And if they've got a problem with that, then they're just stupid. But yeah. I mean, any other team. Like, let's say the Jets, for example. Sam Darnold isn't a hit on the cap. So then... I couldn't even fucking tell you their best player. But their best player... Franco. (laughs) Their best player isn't going to go, oh, why is he... Well, they probably would, because they're petty. But why is he classed as the star player and I'm not when they've got more money to be given to them? Yeah. Because the cap is for the rest of the team meaning that he is the best player on the team, so then he's going to get a bigger chunk of that pie. 
Yeah, actually, I, I guess every every quote unquote like star player that was like like sort of given the star player badge in the locker room and said, right, you're you're one of our delegated star players, then every single one you would think would say like say the max you could pay a star player was thirty million. All of them would ask for thirty million. They'd be like, you could like. If they turn around and said, "Oh yeah, you're our star player, but we're not going to pay you the the max we can. We'll pay you fifteen or twenty million. They'd be like, "Well, like you could see the pettiness, like like building in these players. Like, well, you're not going to be using that thirty million on it, or like on anyone else. So just give me the thirty million. Like, it, it, like it wouldn't work from that perspective. Um, I, I, I totally agree. Um, Matt, do you want to go again, mate? Um, yeah, I think you know it's. It's just one of those topics where there are so many different views that could be had on it, mm. and we could, yeah, we could sit here for weeks coming up oh, with yeah. these new alternatives. But you know, I mean, QBs deserve their pay, mm-hmm. but Mostly. I think it's all it's it's a big mental side of it. I think you know, if if it depends on your mindset and it depends on how you want your career to pan out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I dread to think how much Tom Brady's earning bonuses and branding and marketing, oh, yeah. you know, sponsorships, all that. I mean, that's probably enough. Oh, he's got, he's really got hair gel genius. and shampoo coming out of his ass, hasn't he? With the amount of oh, frigging deals he'd be doing. Surprised. Yeah. Um, maybe some inflated footballs as well. Maybe. So. Oh, 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 <laughs> no, no. I like it. No, no. I respect the guy now after that Super Bowl four yeah, attack. Well. A lot more respect for him. Um, anyways, that's by the by. Um, but yeah, it's. I think it all depends on what you want your legacy to be. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, if you want to be seen as someone that plays for money, then so be it. Well, I mean, they all play for money, obviously, don't they? But well, you yeah. know, if if you value them, your earnings over football success, or do yeah. you value? A legacy and a nice collection of Super Bowl rings. Yeah, and I think I think that's one thing we can say about Wilson, isn't it? He he he's never been about the money. Like it, like don't like. Yeah, he's got his own like practice facility, his own gaff with his RW three on it. Like you know, but if you've got the money, who wouldn't really? Like I don't like okay. that. That doesn't make him like a like a poser boy or anything like that. In my opinion, like he's not like I don't know, like someone like oh, let me think, Juju Smith Schuster or like these guys like. It would just like in the media, yeah, or yeah, dancing on the logos, all that. You don't see Russ doing that. Not that's not because he probably doesn't have any dance moves. He he does. We've seen him. Um, like he he clearly values his legacy over the money that he's made. Like Russell Wilson could already retire now if he wanted to with the money he's made. Like that's not a problem. Um, he 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 is all about what happens on the field, in my opinion. Um, and and. And that's what I think we'll we bring it back to that, and what I think anyway is that Russ does want to be with the Seahawks for the rest of his career, but he is not prepared to sit and get you know. And Russ is only getting older; his body will only start you know letting him down eventually with the amount of times he gets hit in at the current rate over the past you know well since he's been in the league. Um, you know, he he for his own sake, this isn't even you know I'm getting the sense that this isn't even like a, a football thing for Russ now. This is a health thing. Like, he's getting older. He's got kids now. 
He's got obviously he's got Ciara. He's got I think they've got another kid on the way. Possibly they're just popping them out at a rate of knots <laughs> at the minute. Um, it's on fire like the Seahawks were at the start of the season with these kids. Um, but you know it, it's I think it's more of a health thing now with Russ. Like he he wants to be you know. He doesn't want to have to retire because he's played behind the Seahawks offensive line. He wants to be he wants to retire because he's won everything multiple times, like Tom Brady has, and he can just turn around and say, "Do you know what? I fancy quitting. I I, I think I've done, you know I've earned my I've earned my keep. I'll, I'll quit now, not because I can't play anymore because my body won't let me because I've played behind absolute shit out Seahawks offensive lines for you know for for the most of my career. Like it, Russ wants." to be able to play until he's 45. He said that in, 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 in his mid-40s. And he, he's saying to the Seahawks that if you want me here till that age too, then you've got to start protecting me. And I think he's I think he's absolutely, you know, well in his rights to do that. Yeah, I see see what you mean on that part. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, as you say, you know, obviously, as you, you know, we know he's not all about the money. Um, yeah. But at the same time, if you really were not all about the money, then I'll go back to what I said: is would would you take less money to make mm-hmm. the rest of your team better? That's the that's the. It's such a it's such a, a tough one. That. Carousel. It, it's such a tough one that like, but like I totally understand. Like I get what you're saying, and like you know, but like part of me also feels like you know it's. It, offensive linemen don't cost that much. Like the positions that he's asking for for the Seahawks, like he's not asking to, for them to go out and get, you know, a, a, a twenty million a year receiver, you know, like Hopkins or someone like that in that um, trade last year. He's not asking them to go out and get a, another Jamal Adams on the defense who'll cost you a premium price and a premium salary cap figures. He's wanting someone like Corey Lindsley who's heading in the free agency. You know, he he's you know. He's an all-pro centre, yet he's only going to be asking for maybe eight to ten million a year max. Like, and and that right there is, you know, as an all-pro, that's the best you can be at your position. So, like, and and that's like, you know, he's one of the best centres in the game, and he's hitting the free agent market, and that's all he's going to set the Seahawks back. So, in that sense, like at the minute, Russell has got the weapons on offence and defence that. You know the, the cost, the premiums in salary cap figures that he would need to win a, a Super Bowl. He he now needs sort of, you know, the cheaper options in in the offensive line that don't take up as much salary cap to sort of, you know, to to come out and 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 give them the money to from the Seahawks. So, like, if 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 Russell Wilson was playing for the you know for for the Washington football team or the Bengals or Detroit or something, you know, where they've absolutely got nothing and they need a full rebuild on both sides of the ball and they need to save as much money as they possibly can to spend this cap uh, space on these top players in free agency and, you know, in the elite positions that make all the money. And fair enough, like, you know, you could ask your quarterbacks, or maybe, you know, could you maybe take a, a bit of a pay cut so we can make the team better? Like, I, like yeah, but for me, he's on a Seahawks team that's a championship standard outside of the offensive line, and like he's saying, like I shouldn't need to take a pay cut. Like just pay an All Pro center eight million. That's all you need, and instantly our offensive line will be good enough. Pez, do you want to have a go, mate? Yeah. Um, on that, I just think Russ's like egos out. I think he's 
like you said at the start, I think he he's not necessarily grown his balls, but he's just ripped the tape off his mouth. He doesn't want to play ball anymore. Like yeah. he doesn't want to say the same old shite that he comes out with. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's essentially why we said it's, it's, it's one of them. He's either like the rumors that he's had enough with Pete. You could really, mm-hmm. you could read into them and go, yeah, I can see why. Um, he just, he's just doing it because he just wants to win and he wants to do this, that and the other. And it's like the whole, why didn't he take a pay cut? Why didn't he do this? It's because is for him as well, his ego's mm-hmm. out. His ego's out now. He's grown in persona and like, off the field, his profile's grown bigger, and maybe that that's got got to his head, and he now feels yeah. like now I can start gobbing off. Well, mm-hmm. you don't really blame him, but no. But then I do see where where Matt's coming from. Where it's a thing, isn't it? Russ goes, okay, I'll give you ten million as long as it goes to the O line. Yeah. But then, yeah. can he trust them to do that? Because once he gives them the money, he has no mm-hmm. control over it. Because Pete controls everything. Yeah. So I can understand why he's digging his heels in and he's playing hardball and he's not willing to budge anymore. He's not willing. And it's bad because people start going, oh, he's, he's selfish and it's Sierra and it's he, everything's gone to his head and he's self-centered now and all he does is think about himself. What about his team? What about his team? And a, a thing I thought this week is is very interesting that not a single player. Mm-hmm. So sorry, a bit of context. Um, Colin Cowherd also put when he was talking about this situation that he's also had a number of players in the Seahawks locker room who've also said they've had enough of Pete Carroll now. Right. But then draws me back to the fact of it got me thinking that why is there not a single Seahawks player who's even, who's even had a say on it? You see it all the time. You see it all the time around the league. Thing, thingy's having an argument with their thingy and then this player comes out and goes, well, from my point of view, how I see it is he's doing this and he's doing that. Because a lot of the NFL players are very outspoken. We've got a lot of outspoken players on our team. Not a single yeah. player, and I, I can guarantee you, reporters nationally and locally will be hounding their sources, hounding their players, their oh, contacts, yeah. to try and get an inside leverage on it. The only person who's come out and said something on the matter is Coward, saying that play, oh, there's other players who, who've told him personally they've had enough with Pete, but mm-hmm. not a single person has come out and said anything, anything about no. it. And I find that very, very strange. And it may, for me anyway, it backs my idea up in, for me that there is more behind all this that the players just just don't either don't dare to even say anything mm-hmm. or they don't want to because it's like potentially could be that much of a sticky situation that it could open them like a bigger can of worms yeah and at the, like we said at the end of the day everyone's just there to win the super bowl every single player who goes in the league is just there to win the super bowl so mm-hmm. could you imagine if a player came out and went yeah 
Russ and Pete, after that Rams game, went at it. They were in each other's faces. And Russ had Bobby, KJ, Jamal, mm-hmm. so all in his back. And then on Pete, Pete had X, Y, say, all the coaching stuff on his back. Could you imagine yeah. if that came out, how detrimental that would be to the whole team? Oh, absolutely. Um, but, do, you know, do you know what the thing... Do you know what the thing that concerns me the most about that that you've that you've brought up is there is so many outspoken guys on this team. If 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 someone like Bobby Wagner is is too afraid to come out and speak that he's not happy with how things are running, this Bobby Wagner, a Hall of Fame linebacker, you know, franchise you know icon, one of our best players in franchise history. If someone like that is 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 too scared to come out, then that really does indicate how much sort of power and authority is, you know, with Pete Carroll and, and you know, the organisation higher up in front of them. That That's worrying for me. Yeah. Um, it is. It, it is concerned. And that's, that's why I've come down this route of, because I can, everything you two have said, I can agree with it. I can see it. And it could be, it could just be that. But yeah. when I look at it all, and I look at the names, what I say, what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're the names who have been most accurate of most of their information when it comes to Seattle and the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seattle and the Seahawks. Seattle, you know, with the team. And yeah. they're basically saying, yeah, Russ is pissed. And it's not the team. It's, it's with yeah. me. Then I take note of that. And then when I think not a single player has even made a comment, not even a, I'm not going to answer that. No. I'm not, no. I've, not, I've not seen anything from a single player from the franchise. Closest thing, the closest thing was that DK interview where he said about the offence, wasn't it? It was just like run, run, pass. That's the but, closest thing I've heard to like slanderous talk. So DK is 100%. If people, people slagged him for ranting on the sideline at Pete. Yeah. I would love, and I'm surprised I've not seen it yet, but I would love to know what he exactly said to Pete. Because, <laughs> because look, at, look at the events. So to go off of a bit of a tangent on this, mm-hmm. you, can already, you can see it. It's just whether people want to believe it or not. People have this blind, um, blind, what's it called? Respect. Like a... Loyalty. Blind loyalty, yeah. sorry. Blind loyalty when it comes to Pete Carroll because of what he's brought to Seattle. It's it's almost like they're scared of the unknown. They're scared of, oh, as long as we've got a running record, we go to the postseason every time. I can picture a moment when we lose in the wildcard or divisional. But next year, we're just going to do it all over again. So I'd rather have that than just be trash for a couple of years and then potentially win the Super Bowl. Because that's what it seems to be like. Because And they slugged DK, but if you looked at it, DK sounded off at Pete. It was directed mm-hmm. at him and solely mm-hmm. at him. And then the only person who calmed him down after it was Russ. So you got the two snapshots of him sounding off at Pete and Pete saying something to him and he's slamming his helmet down, sitting down and just being like, basically, no, fuck off. How I looked at it, he was like, no, fuck you. Essentially, fuck yeah. you. Yeah. And then there's another shot where Russ, after I don't know how long, because obviously it's just social media, Russ is talking to him and he calms down and laughs again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. The knock-on effect, 
just on another, like, rolling on this tangent, is a knock-on effect if Russ leaves, then DK goes with him. Oh, I can definitely see if you players saying, fuck this, then I'm off. Without a shadow of a doubt, yeah. Russ, wherever Russ goes, they will go and get DK as well. Yeah. And DK, I reckon, will blow hell on fire because we've seen it. He's got an attitude. He'll blow hell on fire to get the hell out of Seattle. Oh, yeah. Oh, I can see him being that kind of guy. 100%. So, and, and, yeah, go on. Really, it, it does then evolve. It opens it opens the door. If we want to go down the route, what I'm saying, of yeah. this, because it's what you said before, what I didn't say earlier, but I've just now we're back on it, is Pete and Shotty... Shotty went because of philosophical differences. How is no one, to then back my point up a little bit more, is how has no one realised that Pete and Russ have philosophical differences? And how yeah. is that not, how how is how is that not number the number one? The number one thing was Shotty went because of philosophical differences. Well, Russ and Pete over these last two seasons have philosophical differences. So how yeah. can people not realise that there is a big issue going on here? Oh yeah, like, and with that, going back to that DK thing, like, do you remember when DK was drafted and the, the shirt off and the you know all laughing and smiling? Like, DK and Pete, I think, have since he's come into the league, them two have been really close and really sort of you know it it it, it really had the feeling that like. DK desperately wanted to be and work under Pete because they like they really hit it off together and they become good friends and they had this real chemistry together. If already in the second season DK has got to the point where he's publicly, you know, well not publicly because there was no people in the stadium, but like you know at a game telling Pete on the sidelines to stick it, you know, stick it that way, like and then being calmed down by Russ as, as, as Russ's way of always like saying to him, like, come on, like you are in the right. I can understand why you're frustrated, but like, you know, let's 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 not let's not do it here. This isn't the time and place. Let's let's you know, let's do it behind closed doors, sort of thing. Like if, if DK's got to that point already with Pete from the moment he was drafted and, and the relationship with Pete looked like it was blossoming and then looked like they were like a, a match made in heaven to now him telling him to, you know, do one on the sidelines, like if that's gone that downhill that quickly, then I, I am really concerned. The last thing I want our team and our locker room to turn into is little sort of playground antics where people are going, <clears throat> people are going behind each other's backs, you know, saying, oh, I, you know, whispering behind each other's backs. And just, you know, if, if, if this team, if this locker room has a problem with Pete Carroll and, and the franchise, please, everyone, if you're listening, Tell it to Pete's face and, and let's get this sorted now. Whether it means firings, whether it means players leaving, for the greater good, get this sorted now because we don't want this rumbling in to this season and the next season where players are going behind each other's backs and say, oh, I think this, I think this, and having a go at each other in the side. Get it out in the open. If there's if there's a fire that needs extinguishing, let everyone know about it. Let's get the firemen in. You know, make it public, go public with it, and let's get it sorted now. You know what I mean? Get it sorted now before we have to go into the draft because players will be in the draft and be going, oh, I don't want to go into Seattle's locker room. Free agents will be like, well, I don't want to go into Seattle's locker room because it's it's a shit fire there, so I don't want to go there. It just it drags on. It'll impact the player. It'll impact our recruitment because players won't want to be here. Get it sorted now if there is a problem and a rift, which it looks like there is between Pete Carroll and the rest of this locker room. If players have had enough of him, don't tell us in interviews. 
tell it to Pete Carroll and let's get it sorted now because I, I do not want our locker room to turn into something like, you know, we've seen with other teams where it's just a, a rift and, and, and people aren't, you know, coming out and, and sort of expressing their beliefs. Don't keep it in. Let, let's lay it out on the table. Let's tell Pete Carroll how we feel and, and you know, save our franchise in a way because it feels like this franchise with, you know, potential rifts and potential arguments and potential sort of falling outs could possibly be coming to a really big crossroads and it could really go, you know, it could all get sorted out and we could get back on the right track. We could get Russ his protection and his weapons that he wants so we could go off to Super Bowls and, you know, ride off into the sunset. Or we could have Russ traded, DK going with him, Bobby saying, F this arm off, Jamal not getting paid, other players lock it who are big, you know, Russ's, you know, a little brother saying, oh, well, I'm off too. And then all of a sudden, our our franchise is just in tatters. We've got no playmakers, and we're rebuilding for the next ten years. That's not what anyone wants. We don't want we 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 don't want to be. You know, we we we've been thrust into a global brand. The Seahawks are a global brand now. We're a global franchise with global support, and that's Russell Wilson, and that's this last decade. Before that, like we said, we were a nothing team. Let's be fair, we were a nothing team in terms of competing in the NFL. If this crossroads happens and we go down this wrong road, we are going to be there again, and that's not what anyone wants. So for the sake of this franchise now, if, if there are real major problems, get it sorted now because I don't want to be rebuilding for the next 10 years like the Detroit Lions, like these other teams that, you know, that just seem to be stuck in a rut and going nowhere. We don't, we, we've, we've tasted success as Seahawks fans and as a franchise you know, and we want more of it, and we know we can have more of it with the players that we've got in this locker room. The last thing we want is to see this really talented team full of personalities and lovable people and characters and, and great players fall apart because of some stupid philosophical differences that they couldn't sort out between them as men. Like, that, that that's my sort of closing argument in a way if this was in a court of law, which if these arguments carry on, it might well turn into a court of law at the minute. Um so that's my closing statement. I don't know if you two want to have a little closing statement and we'll wrap it up. Um, well, I guess we're just going to have to see how it goes, really, aren't we? I mean, yeah. as you said, we don't want to be rebuilding. We don't want these the players we have to go to waste. No. Um, I don't know. I'm. I just want to see. I'll, I'll see how it goes, really. That, that's all. That's all we can do, isn't it? Yeah. Um. I mean, we just got to hope that you know, we can sort of calm the calm the storm a little bit and hope that, uh, mm-hmm. that everything goes the correct way for us as a franchise, I think. Yeah. And like I say, like, we might look back at this in a month or two when free agency is kicked off and we've signed Corey Lindsley and we've signed a few great offensive linemen. We might think, oh, finally, the Seahawks have listened. And we might look back at this podcast and think, God, we didn't half overreact there. But at the minute, you know, it, it feels like the Seahawks are just going to, you know, do what they do every year and just ignore Russell's cries for help. So, you know, well, you, you're absolutely right. We've got to wait and see, haven't we? Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, if we can get the offensive line sorted, I mean, that would be great. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I can't tell if I'm optimistic or pessimistic about it. Really, I'm, sort of, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in the middle ground. Like, just a bit stuck as to say whether we're going to be an overwhelming success over the next few years or whether we're going to be. Mm-hmm struggling in the middle of 
of our division and uh, yeah. occasionally yeah. making the wild card. But I don't know, like as you said, looking if we look back at this podcast, we're either going to be eating our words mm-hmm. or hopefully maybe going, oh, maybe we were right. And yeah. I'm hoping it's the former. Absolutely. I really do. <laughs> Absolutely. And it won't be the first time we'll have eaten our words anyway. We don't, we don't claim to be experts on this podcast anyway. Just a just a bunch of jumped up Seahawks fans who want the best for our team. Chris, <laughs> um, do you want to have your little final say, mate? Uh, yeah, I just I just see it. It's been that it's been that like stale mm-hmm. over these last five years. It's just been stale the same. If not, I I look at more as a regression. Because essentially how I look at this current situation, mm-hmm. if, if it's true, and like we say, I eat my words all the time, like we're not experts, we don't know everything, but we just have our opinions. Yeah. But if my opinion's right, and I, it goes the way I think it's going to go, and Pete doesn't just just say, like, right, I give in, you run the offence, with Waldron, I'll focus on the defense mm-hmm. and we'll see how that works. Then I could very much see it being ugly by the end of next year. Yeah. Uh, by the end of next year. And that's when we'll see the proper like effects of these stagnant last five, six years that the Seahawks have been. Because Russ plays hell. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, how I envision it. It's just going to be the same as the last couple of years, and then Russ is going to play all kinds of hell next year. Hopefully, yeah. He's going to play all kinds of hell next year to the point where he goes, is me or him. Simple as that, me or him. Yeah. And I look at it and go, if it's Russ, and then it's basically you get a head coach in with Russ's help, I reckon that's a recipe for success. If you yeah. go with Pete, well, I have a very funny feeling this organization will go. That's why they've just given him a new five-year deal, even though I don't, I don't have a fucking clue why. But I'm not going to even get into that because we'll yeah. be here for another two hours. Yeah. So that makes me believe that if Russ played that card, the organization will be like, well, we'll be Pete. And I see that as that's when you're going to see this team fall to pieces. Yeah, that's when you're going to realise that not that not that I keep Peter as a bad coach. No, I'm, not, not, I'm not trying. To, I'm not trying to put that out there. But you're going to realise that Russ, like everyone said for so many years, but they're all bashing him right now because that's just what we do as a fan base. Mm-hmm. But everyone will realise how much Russ meant to this organisation when yeah. he disappears and Carroll's got his quarterback and he and then essentially. Like he's still stuck in 2013. Yeah. And he tries to relive that 2013 with someone brand new and we go four and whatever the bloody thing is now, four and 13 or yeah. five and 12. Yeah. You know, uh, that, that, that's the thing. People have got to realise this this franchise waited 40 years to get a quarterback like Russell Wilson. You know, if people think that all of us will get rid of Russ, uh, get rid of Russell Wilson, and within two three years we'll have a Patrick Mahomes type guy come out, you know, sign with us from the draft, you know, we'll draft someone like him. 
<laughs> we could be sat here for another 40 years, possibly longer, trying to replace Russell Wilson. So if, if people are valuing Pete Carroll over Russell Wilson, then I really don't understand how you can think that, to be honest. He's got... I, I just, it's just... But just to add to it, it baffles me, right? Yeah. It baffles me. Matt said it earlier, or you might have said it. The wide receiving weapons we have. Mm-hmm. The tight ends we have. Disley's proved it. Hollister's proved it. And Parkinson, for all accounts, from his college tape, has proved it. that all receiving threats. Yeah. A wide receiver. You've got DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, man. Yeah. Freddie Swain looks like he's gonna. He could be a handy, or uh, wide receiver three. If the rumors yeah. are true, apparently Josh Gordon's re-signed for the club, so it, that must oh, be. Wow. I've only I've only seen it from one person. I can't find it right. anywhere. Okay. But if that is true, then that clearly shows that they're confident that he's going to get reinstated. So yeah. you got all them weapons, and Pete just goes right. What we're we going to do here? We're just going to run the football. We've got our best offensive weapons we've had since Russell Wilson came into the league. Yep. But we're going to run the football because I'm a stubborn old prick. <laughs> that, is <sighs> my end. that is my closing quote. Perfect ending. That was poetic. You couldn't have put it any better. Um, brilliant. I really enjoyed it. Um, like I say, hopefully we'll be We'll be sitting here in a couple of months and we'll have signed Corey Lindsley. We'll have signed a couple of free agent stars and we'll be looking at back at this podcast thinking how much have we overreacted there. Don't we look like absolute tits? But we're at a crossroads and we've got to, we've got to figure it out. Matt, do you want to have a little final say there, mate? Well, just one last thing from me, completely yeah, yeah. unrelated to anything we've spoken about on this podcast. But uh, if we cast our minds back to the one we did before the Super Bowl with Jen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jen, the lovely Jen Muller. Yep. Um, we had a little discussion at the end about the colour of the Gatorade that'd be dumped <laughs> on the Super Bowl winning coach. Yeah, you did. And can I just say, I got it spot on. You did get it spot on. I did. You I did. did. Did you put money on it? I did. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> did you get enough to pay uh, to pay our offensive lineman this this summer? Well, if they want to take eighteen quid, then yeah. Get in. But <laughs> but um. Yeah, I was like, that, that's, that is my achievement of the year. Let's not even think about our poor playoff performance. Like, that's oh, no. the NFL. That's like the most exciting thing that happened in the NFL this year, I think. Very I want well a streak said. of two now. Very good. Well, we can ignore the, 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 the um, uh, Hopkins catch and we can ignore, you know, all the other things that happened. But, you know, I, I got the Gatorade right. And that's all that matters. The, exactly. the get, that's, that's all, all that matters. matters. That's that's what everyone remembers from the Super Bowl. The, yeah. the Gatorade. That, that's the main highlight. That's what everyone watches it for. So uh, put it two years in a row. You know. Well, there you go. Exactly. It's it's important. Someone it's sign him up. Matters. Someone sign, sign me up. up. Yeah. Brilliant. No, spot on. Loved it. Um, like I say, hopefully, uh, hopefully this all gets sorted out with Russ and uh, he's not traded to the Jets or he has to suffer even more. Um, I, so I think he. Think I think he'd rather play for Pete Carroll than the Jets. Let's, let's be fair. Um, mm. well, yeah, well, yeah. Robert yeah. Sala. Robert Sala. To be fair. To, oh, yeah, he can have his players called by another defensive coach. Then um, he's quite good. He, he is good. To be fair, Robert Sala. I do like that. The, the Jets can find 
get Deshaun Watson, get a get a quarterback, get a, get a few weapons. You know, they've got they've got some nice pieces on defense. So need a running back. Um, but no, yeah, we don't want to punish him too much. So you know, maybe <laughs> maybe not send him to you know. Well, I actually won't go to Detroit now because because Goff's gone to Detroit. Um, but anyway, uh, we're going off on a tangent. So um, yeah, no, brilliant. Um, love this discussion. Hopefully, you've all enjoyed it as well. Um, be interesting to see. Obviously, let us know on social media your thoughts on on this Russell Wilson situation. We'd love to hear your thoughts all the time. Um, but no, thanks again for listening, everyone. Thanks again for doing this, Matt Pez. Really yeah, enjoyed it, back. Pleasure. pleasure, mate. Thanks very much. We'll see you again in the coming weeks when we'll be talking yes, all sure. about the drafts, off season, and uh, hopefully maybe getting a few more special guests on it down the line as well. So thanks for listening, everyone. Stay tuned um, and go Hawks. See ya. See you later, boys. See you later.